When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey Eagles fans, this is Mike K from NJ Advance Media and welcome to the No Huddle Show podcast where we discuss anything and everything Philadelphia Eagles. You can read our content on nj.com slash eagles, bookmark that, and you can subscribe to our exclusive Eagles Insider Tech Service where we'll break news, give you insider observations, and provide in-depth analysis. Through Eagles Extra, you can send questions and comments directly to us, and we'll respond to your phone. With me today, as always, is my fellow Eagles beat reporter, Chris Franklin. Today, we're going to discuss, you guessed it, all things Carson Wentz, the comings and goings, potentially, of the Eagles' once former franchise quarterback. Could he stick around? Chris and I are going to talk about it. Chris, how you doing today? Not bad, Mike. Not bad at all. It's uh, it seems like this thing is a, uh, it's almost like that song. It's a song that never ends. It's a trade that the potential trade that will never end. It just keeps going, man. How are you? I'm good, man. Uh, you know, just kind of making calls, trying to figure out where this is all at. Uh, for our readers or for our listeners who just listen to podcasts and don't read, uh, we'll kind of give you um an update on how this all went down um over the last couple of weeks. So Monday, I reported that the Eagles were close to making a trade. The I, the information that I received was, look, the league is preparing itself. Uh, the Eagles had negotiations during Super Bowl weekend. It seemed like they were making enough progress. Um, the Colts and Bears were involved, as well as another team who who was interested, but not on the level that they were. Um and it, it appeared like it was close. It seemed like the ship had sailed, according to one of my sources, uh, who is very, very plugged in um, to the trade market. Tuesday comes and there's no trade, which immediately set off red flags. So I did a little bit more digging as one would. Um, my understanding is the Colts are, are not offering very much. Uh, they're interested in Carson, but they also know that Carson wants to be an Indy. They also know that the Eagles don't have a lot of leverage. They also know that they've created this situation where, you know, it's hard to, to, to rebuild a burning bridge. And look, the Colts are interested in other Eagles players. Frank Reich obviously has a connection to several players on the roster uh, especially on offense, and there have been discussions, names have been thrown out there, um, and there's a potential that if if Carson Wentz is traded to Indianapolis, uh, another player or players will go along with him uh, to make for a bigger trade package. Now, the Chicago Bears have offered what I understand is a, is a fair deal in their mind, Um and they have spoken with the Eagles multiple times. Uh, there's a sense, especially around the league, but a sense in within the the, the building that uh, there's a frustration 
an impatience with the Eagles handling of this trade. Now to the outside world, as my dog barks, uh, it does kind of seem like there's a leverage play out here. You've got national media reporting contradictory things. Uh, you have local media reporting uh, contradictory things. There were, uh, you know, erroneous rumors about what could be in, in, included in a trade package. I'll tell you this. Typically, when a trade like this happens, you're not going to hear a lot about the actual negotiations. If you read any of my reporting, none of it has had, you know, specific details of the deal because the only people that know the specifics, you know, to a T are the two guys negotiating contracts. Now, I, what I will say is the Bears and Colts appear to be easily the most interested in Carson Wentz and for good reason. Both teams have a background with Carson Wentz. Uh, the Colts obviously have uh, Press Taylor, who we reported got into a little bit of a sticky situation with fellow coaches and players with his handling of Carson Wentz last month. Um, he is now a senior offensive assistant on top of that. Obviously, Reich's there, and then Mike Rowe is the wide receivers coach. Now, in Chicago, John Filippo just got promoted to passing game coordinator. He's also the quarterback's coach. He was the quarterback's coach during Carson Wentz's first two years in Philly. Um, look, the market is cooled uh, based, on, based on every conversation that I've had since Monday. This market is clearly cooled. Now, the start of the league year is March 17th. The Eagles need to trade Carson before March 19th in order to avoid paying out a $10 million bonus and guaranteeing $15 million of his 22 or 2022 salary. Now, with that said, you know, if Carson is dead set on leaving, he could delay that bonus and delay that guarantee by working reworking his deal until they found a, a suitable trade offer. Um, my understanding is the Carson Wentz has not asked for a trade despite several reports that he would would desire to do that. Um, I think that's smart because if you want out and you demand a trade and that leaks, the Eagles lose even more leverage. So if you truly want out of town, just sit back and let it happen. Um, I The impression that I get is that the Eagles are not going to cater to Carson Wentz's needs. This is a situation where the Eagles are going to look out for them and and get the best trade return possible. And so that's what we know as of now, as my dog continues to bark. Chris, where are you at in, in this in this trade rumor mill? Do you think it's possible for Carson Wentz to come back? I think anything is possible. And I w- the way that the Eagles seem to be handling these negotiations right now, it's setting up to be that because nobody's going to want to trade for him by then and they have to do something soon because you have other guys on a, are becoming on a market that such as sam darnold if the jets decide to go that route sam darnold is going to be available i mean there, there's other names a free agent draft classes a free agent class is not that strong but maybe a team goes that and as more and more teams start digging and looking at these draft picks such as like a mac jones justin fields and, and Trey Lance and all that stuff, maybe they fall into enamored and say, forget this. Why even go ahead and get a guy who seems to have a situation now that's beneficial for him? They made all these changes for him, and he's still not happy? Do I want to bring him into that into my franchise? So it, it it's still a very distinct possibility that he could come back. And if think things are awkward now, 
just imagine when it comes to that first mini camp where you have uh, the quarterbacks come in and you have, and, and all the questions are about that or in going into training camp, the longer and longer it goes. I mean, I, I think that the Eagles have, haven't done the best job managing this whole entire situation. I think they, things, a couple of things could have been done a little bit differently. Primarily, I think they could have gone ahead and, and try to keep things in the house a little bit more instead of uh, looking like saying, oh, we got this offer and now they got, it was like they have egg on their face. And especially with teams seeing, and teams had to know this was coming down the pike as well, too. I think, I think the Bears and Colts probably saw this coming probably beginning week 16, week 17, and, and uh, immediately right after the season. So they probably saw it. I wouldn't give up a huge package for Carson Wentz right now either. If they saw all this stuff coming on, if you make it uncomfortable for the Eagles so that they have to blink first. So it's this whole thing, frankly, I think could have been avoided and it could have done a little better. And I w- but I would not be surprised at, the, at least. Uh, I think I would be surprised if he came back. So this is an abject disaster. Like it's, it's a foregone conclusion that this is a disaster. Now I think the Eagles handled the trade market leading up to the Super Bowl masterfully. I even wrote that the last four days have been atrocious. Their response to the market has not been very good. Um, Howie Roseman deserves a lot of, a lot of criticism. Um, Not just like, look, let's get this out of the way. Howie Roseman has drafted poorly the last three years. We know we've talked about that several times. It is ridiculous that Howie Roseman is still here and Doug Peterson is not. That is a fact. It is ridiculous that this situation with Carson Wentz has turned into what it has. Those are all just, those aren't just opinions. It's ridiculous. That said, he's here. And so you have to move, you don't have to move on with your feelings, but you have to move on with facts. And what's going on right now is not optimal. You have a quarterback who has been painted as a guy who's a malcontent who does not want to be here, uh, both locally and nationally. And some of the criticisms are are valid. Um, I think you have a guy who's in a situation where it's a no-win situation. And there are going to be people who are Carson haters who are going to jump on the fact that they're not getting a lot of value in return for Carson. I think something needs to be understood here. And, and I don't I don't want to talk like, you know, I know something that other people don't or 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 just like heighten my, you know, my understanding of things. But what you have to consider is the Eagles don't have leverage. So even if he was a very good player, uh, there would still be some tangles with the marketplace. I'm pretty sure that Deshaun Watson's trade market has not reached the zenith that it should because the Texans do not have leverage. And if you don't have leverage, it's you don't want to be, you know, forced into a deal. Um, trade value wise, look, there's a lot of quarterbacks available on the market too, or seemingly available on the market. That's going to hurt his value as well. But the fact that you've had all these rumors leaked out since December that Carson apparently wants out, well, he hasn't said anything to confirm that he hasn't asked for a trade, you know, for the rest of the league to infer that could be that the team is leaking it. It could be that once his representatives are leaking it, what have you, we don't know. But what we do know is he's coming off the worst season of his career, historically bad season 
Um, granted, the variables around him were not terrific. He was playing with a bunch of inexperienced wide receivers. Uh, a bunch of his weapons were injured uh, for more than three games during the season. The offensive line had, uh, I believe, during his starting stint, uh, it was 11 of 12 games there was a different lineup so there's a lot of variables here it's hard to connect the tissue like you would with Jared Goff a lot of people talk about Jared Goff like Carson Wentz and him are are really comparable they're not uh he's definitely not comparable with Matthew Stafford either so I I think we're looking at a situation here where the Eagles are just going to have to take what they can get, or they're going to have to deal with a very awkward situation at the Novacare Complex. Very awkward. Because I got to tell you, there are pl- players that are, are watching this like a hawk. There are players on other teams that are watching this like a hawk. I got a text message last night asking me what I thought was going to happen by a p- pretty prominent player uh, on another team. This has the league's attention. And so if you want to continue to build and build throughout the draft and then in turn you know when the salary cap situation is fine in 2022 you want to be able to have people know that well this is a good place to come and so to arrive i should say uh and sign with um awkward phrasing but (laughs) but chris my um Anyway, sorry, I pulled a Doug Peterson there. Uh, (laughs) But Chris, so what I would say to you, or what I would ask you is, does this seem like a team that if you were even a veteran, if you were a veteran guy in like the middle of the pack, let's say on on the scale of a Derek Barnett, that you would want to come here and play? No, it looks like there's a lot of disorganization. It's completely disorganized right now. I mean, you have, I mean, just, just a little outset. You have a rookie head coach who nobody really knows if he can actually lead this team. It, I mean, you've, you've heard the PR side say, oh, yeah, he's, he, he the, the eagle spin of it going, he's going great. He, he's got, he knows, he's got good command. He's a good guy. People love him. You have that. You don't know who your quarterback is right now because even, because it's still so much uncertainty, even though it hurts looks like, even if they, it's like hurt. They want to move forward with hurts, but if Wentz comes back, then you have all that going on, and then you have all this stuff that's going on where everybody talks about the general manager and if he's trustworthy or not. It's, it's if I'm a player looking on the outside and I'm looking like, hey, you know what? I want to spend the next four years. If I sign a contract and I want to spend sign four year contract, and I want to go to a contender. To Philadelphia is not at the top of the list right now. I mean, I only think the only team that's probably worse right now is Houston. Cause the, that whole entire thing, but I wouldn't even, I, I, I would, I would not want to come here because if you, it, it, it's so murky right now. And you don't know if you're going to get the right players around you to go ahead and uh, be successful too. It's it Philly's not a destination place right now. And, and who would have thought this three years later after a Super Bowl? Well, I guess it's a good thing. They don't have a lot of money to spend on free agents, right? Yeah, <laughs> um, best year for it. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's a nice spin. Uh, so (laughs) what I would say is this too, excuse me. So I think there's something that also needs to be understood here. Um, the locker room dynamic is going to be really interesting if they bring Carson Wentz back because you have Jalen Hurts, who I can tell you for a fact, a lot of young players on this team adore Jalen Hurts. So you want to avoid another Nick Foles, Carson Wentz, potentially splitting the locker room sort of thing. Um, 
you know, to me, this is a situation where I would be concerned as a, as an, as somebody in the, okay, here, let's get into this. Cause I've, I've wanted to talk about this for a while and I've been holding off on it. So you and I are going to talk about the draft a little bit. We're going to get a little bit ahead of ourselves. Okay, Chris. Um, so let's say they trade Carson. Okay. Hypothetically, they trade him to Chicago or Indianapolis and they trade him just straight up for the Colts first round pick or the Bears first round pick. I'm not saying that's what's been offered. That's not a report. This is a hypothetical. So the Eagles now have two first round picks. They have number six and they have either 20 or 21. Jalen Hurts is seemingly the guy. Uh, the first five picks are Trevor Lawrence to the to the Jaguars. Uh, Sam Darnold got traded to whoever Carson didn't get traded to. So the Jets take Justin Fields. Number three is uh Penny Sewell to the uh the Dolphins. Um four is uh I'm just doing this off the top of my head. Four is the Bengals. So let's say it's Jamar Chase. Or no, let's say it's Devonta Smith, okay? And then five is uh the who's got number five? Um, sorry guys, give me one second. This was off the cuff. So let's say, oh, sorry, four. Is, five. Okay, Bengals. so four is four. Zach Wilson goes to Atlanta, and then five Devonta Smith. Okay, Trey Lance is there. Um, you know, not ideal. I I think Trey Lance is is the fourth guy by far. Uh, I still got to do a lot more tape study, but but based on who I've talked to spoken with and what I've seen Trey Lance is the distant four of those quarterbacks. Like if you're the Eagles at six, do you even consider taking a quarterback? Because here's what the problem is to me. They've set themselves up to where if I'm the locker room, I'm seeing that. Okay. They traded Carson Wentz after they invested in him twice in five years. Okay. He had one bad season. They've moved on. The margin for error is not, not there. Then if I draft, if, if I see them draft a quarterback at six, I know that they're moving on from Jalen Hurts after four games, despite selecting him in the second round. So as a locker room, I'm thinking to myself, like, well, geez, they fired the head coach three years after a Super Bowl. The franchise quarterback has one bad year and they ship him off. His successor, potentially, or his insurance, doesn't even get a full season to show off what he has. And oh, by the way, they brought, they hired the guy who worked under the guy that everybody actually thinks was the genius behind the Super Bowl run. There's a lot of drama here, right? And and so, would you even consider a quarterback at six? Like, listen, I know that it's the most important position in sports. It's, it's this is a quote unquote QB factory, but like, think about what that does in the radiating effect and how the Eagles have kind of failed Carson Wentz to begin with by not surrounding him with weapons. You're setting the same next guy up with the same kind of situation, if not worse, because you're probably trading Zach Ertz. You're probably moving things around. Would you even consider a quarterback at six? Nope. Not at all. Not one bit at all. I think, uh, I, I think Lawrence, to me, Lawrence is the, 
I mean, just looking at, I think Lawrence is the only guy that, and there's no way he's dropping past the, the, the Jaguars taking Lawrence. It's going to be the worst kept secret. Jaguar, everybody knows it. So I would, unless he somehow fell, then I would, and which has never happened, then I'd take him. Other than that, all these guys have serious question marks around them, and I don't think they warrant even the sixth pick. In fact, I think, I, I really think that Lance might tumble a little bit and, and available. And if the, I'm the Eagles, if I'm at six and I see Devonta Smith has been taken, I think the Jets may take Chaser Smith, and I think you may have a Dolphins take the other one. And if both of those wide receivers are off the board, I'm trading back to about nine or ten because I you got to look at you got to think like the Broncos may want a quarterback, may maybe start talking to them, drop back and take one of the quarterbacks, and that's what I would do either Caleb Farley or Patrick Sertain, and then and that's the way I'm that's the way I would do it. And if somehow the Eagles did to get that draft pick in the late rounds, then I think you start looking at an, an, an edge rusher or. I got to rush her a linebacker. I would not take a quarterback at this time because then you're setting up yourself the situation you thought you remedied by just having Jalen Hurts be the guy. Then now you have two people there. And then now you got to try to find, you're going to have split the locker room again. And, And that's not the situation that you want to have going into a season for, especially for Sirianni. I do think quarterback competition is great. Competition is good at every position, but, Especially your first year, yeah, <laughs> you may want to pass pass by that. But the Eagles need to avoid a quarterback at all costs in the first three or four rounds. I think to begin with, if they want to take a developmental guy in the seventh, they get rid of Wentz. And there's a guy I don't know, like Ian Book, somebody like that that uh, I don't know their name. If they if they, if they want to take a look at him, he's down there still available. They take a chance on him just to develop him. Okay, that's cool, but. To take somebody in a first or second or even third round this season, it just it just wouldn't make sense. I mean, I mean, would, would it, it just wouldn't? Yeah, and so let's rewind a little bit, like Ace Ventura. <laughs> um, so we're Howie Roseman. We're negotiating a trade. Here's here's my thing. Here's my angle, and I haven't seen this discussed very much. But you know, I as I reported. You know the Colts want players in, a, in, in added to this deal with Wentz. I actually would prefer to add my value with players on a first or second contract who are young in their mid twenties and can develop with this group. So, with that said, you look at guys like Anthony Miller with the Bears. You look at Naheem Hines. You look at with the Colts. You look at uh, a guy like Kenny Moore with the Colts. Guys that you know can fit this system or at least expand the offense or have been proven because frankly, Harry Roseman's track record as we brought up earlier in the show is not great. Um, let's talk about fair value because Daniel Jeremiah brought up, it kind of predicted what he thought the Eagles could get for, for Carson Wentz. And he said it could be like a, tw- he predicted either a 2021 second or a 2021 third and a future first, which we'll call that as a 2022 first. To me, that actually makes a lot of sense because of what we just talked about with the quarterback position. If you give Jalen Hurts a full year, let's say at six, you draft the best playmaker uh, at six, and then you surround him with an offensive lineman with your second pick. And then you have two first round picks next year. If Hurts craps the bed and is not the guy, you're probably going to have a three and 13, four and 12 record next season anyway. So you're probably gonna have a top five pick on top of that. You'll have another first round pick. So you can, 
not only draft another quarterback, but maneuver up the board if you need to because you have the value there. It gives you leverage and maneuverability. Let's also remember that the combine has been canceled this year. A bunch of players are coming off of opting out of the season, including Jamar Chase. So you don't really have all of, you're not going to be able to have all the normal information gathering systems that you would in a normal year. So by prolonging your value with Carson Wentz, you're getting immediate value here by getting an extra second or third round pick, which can help you trade back into the first round if you really are, you know, hooked on on getting a a fifth year option or a player. Um, Like my latest mock draft, I had them uh, going back into the first round with uh, by trading uh, a fourth round pit or a um, forgot what I had them trading off the top of my head, but I think it was a fifth round pick and then some more to get back into the first round from the 38th pick in the second round to draft an offensive lineman. Um, you know, with that said, you're getting immediate value, which is a second a day two pick. Chances are a pretty decent day two pick. And then on top of that, you're getting a first round pick next year, which is really when this team can start hitting its stride in the rebuilding process. Now, their cap situation this year isn't very good. They're going to have a bunch of draft picks and they'll have young guys, but then they'll be entering year two in 2022. On top of that, the cap situation will be pretty much solved, whether they have once or not. And from there, you can sign free agents. You'll have a lot of draft capital if they do poorly this year and the Eagles decide to move on from Howie Roseman, the next guy is going to be set up very, very well. Uh, I look at this as a three-year rebuild. That doesn't mean that they're going to be bad for three years. It means to complete this rebuild and and be good for the long term, uh, they need three years to really assemble this this process and this program um, so they can compete. If you look at what the Bills have done, when – Sean McDermott got there. They actually won immediately. And then they said, you know what? We still have a lot of retooling we need to do. Drafted Josh Allen, rebuilt the roster, turned things around. Now they're going to be competing for the next several years, right? So that's the way I look at it. So what do you think is fair value, Chris, for Carson Wentz? Give me a trade proposal. I'd probably say if I'm... Pick a team team and give me a proposal. uh, If I'm going to the Colts... I'm saying, hey, I want your first this year and a third. And I'd be happy with that because I don't think the two firsts, I think, is completely out of the question. Nobody's going to want to. I don't think he's worth two firsts right now. I think if you if you if all this stuff wasn't going on with him, then, yeah, two firsts may have been that plus some additionals. But at this point, a first and a third, you take that with a heartbeat, you move on. If I'm to the Bears, I think they I think they know the same thing, too. I mean. And, and and going with the first and third, I think it's all right too because when you look at it, you can still get, you still if they still really want to make a splash, they can trade both those first round picks to move up to get a wide receiver, the person they really want to target. But I think that that's another option too. But they just need to accumulate as many picks as possible because given that this history that Howie Roseman has with the draft picks overall, it's just not not great at all. So if, if I'm going, I'm going to the Colts first with that option, first and a third shake on it all right cool if not all right i'll go to the bears i'm going hey first and first and a third yeah i just think a first and a third would be a fair market value for them right now yeah what i think is interesting is they pick right next to each other right so it's not like you're getting like this this huge value like maybe there's a fifth round pick difference um i think for me 
I'm looking at a player, like I said. I, I If I'm Howie Roseman, I'm asking for the Bears' second-round pick this year and their first-round pick next year and Anthony Miller. So I'm getting immediate return with this second-round pick and Anthony Miller. And then this first-round pick, look, if none of this works out, Ryan Pace isn't going to be using that first-round pick anyway. So what does he care? Um, and here's the thing. If Carson Wentz leads them to the promised land, leads them to a playoff win or two into the NFC Championship game, it's a late first-round pick anyway, and they'll Ryan Pace will be happy to have his job and look like a genius. So that's the way I'm selling it to him. Now, with the Colts, I'm looking, again, for a guy who fits the system, Naheem Himes. We know that he played really, really well last year, the last three years in Sirianni's and Reich's offense. Um, I want their 21st overall pick this year, and then I want a third-round pick next year. Um, and I think that that's fair value. Now that said, I don't think they're going to get anything close to what we both proposed. If I had to guess, they'll get a, it'll be similar to what Jeremiah said. I could see them doing a two back-to-back second round picks. That's what I could see happening. And then a player or so involved. Now, if another player gets added to the mix from the Eagles side, maybe that value increases and maybe you save face by doing that. But, you know, this is a situation that's going to be very fluid. I don't think anybody should get their hopes up about value. I don't see how the trade market really helps the Eagles at all. Because if you look at, look, let's say another shoe drops, okay? And Sam Darnold gets traded to the Panthers. Okay, that's one less option out there. But then there's Marcus Mariota in Las Vegas, who I think... Uh, is going to have a lot more interest than people realize. And I think the Chargers, or sorry, the Raiders will be able to get at least a third round pick for him, which is again cheaper than what the Eagles are asking for Carson Wentz. So let's say Mariota goes to the Colts. Well, then the Bears know that they're truly negotiating probably against themselves. And that lowers your ability to get value. Because if you wait this out, you know, you, the, yeah, there's no urgency to get a deal done on the surface. But if another shoe drops in the quarterback market, you're limiting your potential trade options, right? If, if the 49ers come out and say, look, we're keeping Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, the Broncos say, look, we're moving forward with Drew Locke and maybe we'll draft his competition in the draft. We're not giving up a top 10 pick for a quarterback. Well, then you know you have Carolina, who still owes uh, Teddy Bridgewater quite a bit of money. Um, but, like... like Teddy Bridgewater, like, I think I think it'd be a $17 million cap hit to cut him. So, or, or to trade him. So, like, you're looking at a situation where Chicago is clearly the best possibility, but you also know that Mitch Trubisky showed some stuff towards the end of the season and a team's going to take a flyer on him for free. Uh, you also know Nick Foles is around and who could potentially be moved by the Bears, especially if they trade for another quarterback. Like, there's a lot of moving parts here and a lot of variables. This is unlike any other offseason we've ever seen, especially at the quarterback position. So, you know, my closing thoughts are that, like, the Eagles need to figure this out and soon. And if you're an Eagles fan, I wouldn't count on a huge, huge return. Uh, I know that's really disappointing. This whole this whole situation, if you're an Eagles fan, I'm sure is very disappointing. Um, but I also don't know how you let all of this out of the bottle and then put it back in. I'm not saying it's impossible for Carson Wentz to come back. I'm just saying it's, 
extremely suboptimal. It's not good. It would not be a good situation. Even if he is professional and a good soldier, it's still going to rub people in the locker room the wrong way. It's going to be hard to manage this as a, as a rookie coaching staff. There's just a lot of, of setup for failure sort of instances. If this thing has to work out with Wentz in the, in the fold, Chris, what are your final thoughts? And my final thoughts, you brought up a good thing as well, too. You got a very young and experienced staff. It's a be a it's and this whole thing is setting up if he comes back as a powder keg. And they have to do something sooner rather than later. And the problem is, well, I really think they're gonna to have to bite the bullet and it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a bad I think a lot of people are gonna be disappointed when it's all said and done, seeing what they get back from them. And the longer this thing keeps on going, I think the more pressure is gonna be put on the Eagles because it's going to be bad and it's going to get less and less. And there's not that many, all the options are going to slowly be taken away. And the Eagles are trying to be, think they have something. They basically have a pie, right? They think they have a, Oh, we well, got this great gold nugget. And yeah, there's a lot of fool's gold with it. So I, it's getting a lot. It's going to be, a, I think a lot of people are going to be disappointed organizational wise. I think the fans are going to be disappointed. A lot of people are going to disappoint by when they, this is all said and done by what they get back. It's sad to see, especially when you thought, especially when the team thought they had their franchise guy and now you look at him and he's going to go. And I, I think he still can be successful elsewhere. So it's going to, it's just a bad situation all around for the Eagles. Yeah. I mean, the optics were that Harry Roseman thought he was going to come in and be the Hamburglar, but right now he's looking like Grimace. And so it's <laughs> uh, not a great look, not a great look. Well, anyway, guys, you can sign up for Eagles extra. We're doing, um, Friday Q and A's every single week. You're also getting all the breaking news before everybody else. The reports on the Colts, the reports on the Bears, the reports on the Eagles trade market. Those were all first on Eagles Extra. Uh, you can sign up for that on nj.com/tech or yeah, nj.com/tech. Sorry about that. It's been a long week and not a lot of sleep. Again, my two year old is is going through his two year sleep regression. He fell asleep in his macaroni and cheese yesterday, or not yesterday, a couple of days ago. Uh, days are kind of blending together anyway eagles extra nj.com slash tax remember you can sign up for or you can download the no huddle show podcast wherever podcasts are available we really appreciate five star ratings give us some feedback tell us what you think and we will see you soon hopefully we'll have some news and we'll have to do an emergency podcast because it would be nice to kind of move on to the next step for chris i'm mike again we'll talk to you soon